coming up on This Is True Really News. In the second story, we use the titter wayback machine. And in the first story, we say tooting. (laughs) And we've already said titter, so what the heck. Please like, subscribe, and follow This Is True Really News. And ask your friends to like, subscribe, and follow This Is True Really News. Share it with them on any podcast outlet. And we thank you for your support. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. So it is not unheard of for a library to receive a late book return in the mail. Here we go. The package the Tooting Library in London received from Canada recently won't be forgotten anytime soon. Vlad? Tooting? Tooting? It's got to be a town. It's in London. Oh, Tooting Library in London. So it's a neighborhood, I'm guessing. Well, maybe it's a train. Or maybe there's a an old English guy named Tooting. Or they eat a lot of pumpernickel. Or it's named after an old English guy who ate a lot of pumpernickel. Yeah, I'm thinking that. CBC, New- <laughs> CBC News reported the package contained a copy of the book A Confederate General from Big Sur by Richard Brodigan. A book that had last been checked out in, it's been a popular year for us, 1974. Yep. So the year that guy joined the forest, somebody else was checking out this book. Exactly. Joined the forest, you meant the fire department. Whatever. The forest is on fire, who do they send? The fire department. department. Yeah, you're right. What was that? So we're talking 48 years, 107 days overdue, not that they were counting. Efforts to track down and thank the borrower were successful. 72-year-old Tony Spence, a retired judge living in British Columbia, will be spared the late fees. Oh, sure. Suck up to the judge. He probably just went to law school so he could get off. I mean, not just the $7,618.10, because, you know, who's counting? That would have been charged if the fines weren't capped, but also the $10.50 maximum fine. Ah. From $7,600 to $10.50. I think pleased, I'd pay it were I the judge. We're pleased to have the book back in a condition good enough to return to the shelves if we wanted. And under the circumstances, we're waiving the fines, said a statement from the library. And we thank Mr. Spence for returning it and hope he enjoyed it. Toot, lot. toot. What they found out was. Okay. The judge was involved with a, with a rescue. And as he was trying to save a family from raging water, the book was dislodged from his hand. That's not true. Not one bit of this is true. And floated out to the ocean. Where two swallows grabbed it. African swallows. Yeah. Well, maybe the Europeans. No, Africans are bigger. But the the, the Europeans could be pretty brawny. Not anymore. They're all kind of. Oh, yeah. I suppose that's true. Anyway, they they carried it across to Ireland. Where it found its way in a traveling circus. How long is this going to go on? And until you actually find a way to stop me. Set the Twitter away. Twitter? <laughs> there. Set the Twitter way back machine way back to when Elon Musk was going to buy it. Set the Twitter way back machine to late 1863. Wow, that's even before Musk was going to buy it. When Robert Todd Lincoln was a student at Harvard. Hey. Isn't he related to uh, Mary Todd Lincoln and the former president? He had uh, found himself on a crowded New Jersey train platform, and he was actually pressed up against a train 
which suddenly lurched forward. So with all the friction and everything, it spun him around and onto the tracks. A quick reacting good Samaritan hauled him up to safety. Lincoln immediately recognized his savior as the favorite famous actor, Edwin Booth. Dum, dum, dum. Though it took a congratulatory letter from a mutual friend for Booth to realize he had rescued President Abraham Lincoln's oldest son. Regardless, any goodwill between the two families soon vanished when Booth's younger brother, John Wilkes, fatally ambushed the president in April 1865. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking neither of the Booth brothers fared well after that. Well, one was, you know, dead. Yeah. I'm just thinking the acting career probably stalled about there. Yeah. I, I assume he went down south doing nothing but mime shows. The 80s ruled recently in a batch of auctions that may send folks into their attics to hunt for forgotten treasure. Hey, this could be us. Mm. I, don't have, I don't have an attic, but I have a room just over there. With all the comic oh, books in my. it? Well, the comic books are gone, but the other junk could go. Oh, sure. According to the Houston Chronicle, hey, there could be three or four books in there that might be worth more than a buck and a half. <laughs> the Houston Chronicle reported that a shrink wrap near mint condition 1986 Back to the Future VHS tape sold for... Please, honest to God, it's something where you want to clean your glasses and make sure. $75,000. How in God's name does that? No, that's crazy. Well, if it's the first one, it's okay, because that first one was pretty good. Well, fine. The but rest you one can, is good. But you can see it online anytime you want. It's not like it's scarce for any reason. You no, know, and even if you have to, even if you have to rent it, it's like, what, two ninety three ninety nine. Yeah, it, it's nothing. And this is VHS. It sucks to look at. Son, you're not a collector, are you? Apparently not. Collectors don't watch them. They just leave them in their shrink wrap box and say, look what I have. And say, I have this. And I, I look in and I go, you're an idiot, just like I thought. So how much did you pay for this? 75 grand shrewd investment? Yeah, there you go. The high, It's inflation. Damn Putin. The highest price ever fetched for auction at auction for a sealed and graded VHS cassette right there. It didn't hurt that the item came from the personal collection of actor Tom Wilson. He was in the movie. As what? He was Biff. He portrayed the amazing Biff Tannen. Wilson added a handwritten note and offered to sign the container for the winner. He also sealed and graded VHS copies of Back to the Future 2, which sold for $16,250. Back to the Future 3, just over almost 14 grand. And a 90s era Back to the Future trilogy box set that went for 10 grand. Other highlights of the 80s era VHS auctions included copies of Goonies, $50,000. Holy Pete. $32,500 for Jaws. Mm -hmm. We're going to need a bigger VHS player. $23,750 for Ghostbusters. The funny one, not the... (laughs) And my favorite line from it, I can't repeat here. Uh, Whatever. Well, you could, but there's lots of weird noises. (laughs) And Top Gun sold for seventeen five. You might want to put that back on the market now. Yeah, yeah I'm just, thinking. Just saying. Pretty sure that Tom's new Top Gun movie might make that a little bit more. Oh, I don't know. Expensive. A lot more. Even. I mean, more cherished. There we go. Yeah. And this is not a stupid pastime at all. <laughs> 
No, because many people collect marvelous things like comic books, butthead. But you can go read the comic book again. Of course, some of your comic books are sealed and you've never read them. Oh, no, I've read all of them. Have you? You're one oh, of the yeah. ones that reads them all? Yep. Hmm. Some more than others. There you go. Well, I just mean when you buy a comic book, even if it's something kind of rare, you read it. I do. Okay. Because that's why I bought them. I like the artwork and I like the stories and that's why I bought them. Well, and that's, it's sort of the way to buy um, classic guitars. You buy player grade versions of them that aren't, you know, worth trillions of dollars. See, and then I used to have lots of um, cards, yeah. Batman cards, baseball yeah, cards, but I didn't know they could be worth money. Mm-hmm. So I did what every young man did. I put them yeah. in my, in my bicycle spokes. <laughs> and sounded like a Harley to my you know, 12-year-old ears. A northern Cambria, Pennsylvania man attempted to rob a Pennsylvania bank, which is uh-huh. nice because it's apparently nearby. You know, they're in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah so he, he was asking for a buck. Jeffrey McMullen, a 50-year-old regular customer at Ameriserve Bank, allegedly handed notes to two tellers demanding a dollar, according to the Tribune Democrat. Wait, wait, wait. So he wanted $2? He just wanted... No, well, he had a problem, you see. In one note, McMullen politely wrote, federal bank robbery, please hand over $1. First teller recognized McMullen and reportedly thought it was a joke, telling him to go to a second teller. So he did. Second teller also thought it was a joke and began walking away. That's when McMullen got angry. And he told her, give me the money so no one gets hurt. Dollar. Apparently, Mr. McMullen hoped he would be sent to a federal prison near his home. I think first there's going to be a stop at a hospital for an evaluation. We'll be there for a couple of days. There'll be a little poking, prodding. I have to answer some questions. And then he'll have a whole story that he can talk about. Hey, I was poked and prodded by aliens. Nope, that's another story. Oh, okay, never mind. Which then leads to... Yeah, okay, there we are. I like that. This is true. Really news. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.